From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This 22. is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. So now we're at that time of the season where I ask myself, do we really need daylight savings time? And you know what's funny? Some of our listeners might live in a place where that's not even a thing. How are we in the U.S. still measuring time like that? What a mystery. Anyway, welcome to a mysterious edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 235. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the guy who would probably solve a mystery in 15 minutes, but make you wait three hours to tell the rest of everybody. He is Mike, also known as MFG. I'd solve it in two minutes. <laughs> oh, God. And then smugly sit there looking at you for the next 13 and then still not tell you. That's what I picture in my head. You sitting there like, you're still trying to figure it out. You'd be the worst in one of those, um, what do they call it, the escape rooms? Yeah. Yeah, he'd be horrible for that. <laughs> Just <laughs> sitting outside watching you while I'm eating popcorn. I'm done. <laughs> he'd be great in the escape room, right? He would figure it out, get out. And leave everybody still in there trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah. And if the room caught on fire, I would shove a chair right under the door handle. <laughs> See, I don't see how that sounds great. <laughs> but MFG, what's up? Ah, not much is going on here because it's a happy, happy time. And I just want to, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, I still surprisingly have not been uh, talked to by any producers about my rap career moving forward. <laughs> but I would like to say uh, shout out to Lady J for approving of my rapping. So many episodes ago that, that, you know, if you didn't catch it there, make sure you catch our review of Mortal Kombat. I mean, what was it? 233? But what was it? Mortal Kombat, which one? Legends? Um, oh, man. Battle of the Realms, I think. Battle of the Realms. Yes. That's correct. So, you know, make sure you check it out and, uh, you know, put it on your Spotify playlist. You can just play it over and over. I don't get any money for it. How do we get a commercial in the, <laughs> in the intro? I don't know. He's but the other just thing, that good. But the other thing I'd like to say, too, is that uh, this podcast uh, we're doing is in the Bronx. So if you don't hear from me again, you know why. Oh, man. We've been doing so many podcasts in the Bronx, but now he gives a disclaimer now. And I've barely gotten out alive each time. (laughs) All right. But anyhow, enough of that. I know what you all want to hear. You want to hear horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end. It's a feat so shocking. I believe Tucker Carlson has called it a liberal agenda. (laughs) How shocking it is. It really is. (laughs) So here we go. Again, once again, as a reminder, though, I'm going to give you a actually really good description of a movie. You just have to give me the name of the main character. Uh, I'm sorry, the name of the actor of the main character I'm about to mention and the name of the movie. So here we go. Maggie Bess is the caretaker of a family that just inherited an all glass haunted house in this 2001 remake. So think on that and I will let you know what it is after the quick news. I already see somebody like fig- think they figured it out. Oh, the movie's easy. Well, I know the movie. Exactly. I don't remember the actor. Yeah. That's what <laughs> makes it super hard this time. <laughs> so for those who are tuning in and don't know who the other voice is, that's the voice of our other illustrious host. And this guy is the man who would probably be most prepared to say the term, <clears throat> he is RT squared, Ralph the Tech. Actually, I'm more prepared for I was waiting for that one too. I was actually going to say that one. Yeah. <laughs> So, the other day, while I was walking down the street, minding my own business, this black van just pulls up out of nowhere, right? These guys open up the doors and they pull me in. They say, we need your help to save the world. I'm like, all right, this looks a little fishy to me, but I'm down. 
So I go in, they put a bag over my head. Next thing you know, uh, they take the bag off of my head and I'm talking to the president. I'm like, whoa, what's going on, Joe? He's like, listen, man, I really need your help. I can't figure out how to work the TV. The remotes, they're all so different. You know, back in my day, it was just one button. Shout out to Jerry J. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Joe, let me take a look. I got this. So I go in there. I pick up all the remotes. I look at them. Then I notice TV's not even plugged in. Uh, that's always doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so as I go to reach down and plug in the TV into the outlet, a thought occurs to me. Since toys are alive in Toy Story then there must be a legion of traumatized anime girl figurines. Oh, yeah. Wow. (laughs) You don't ever want to play a courtroom scene with all those dolls in the room. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably just needing, there's probably like a toy therapist that just, it's like, all right, so what did he do today? Wow. (laughs) You don't want to know. But they don't have a toy to show where they touch them. (laughs) Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, because if they had a toy to do that, then that toy would probably be alive as well. Right. It's just a very happy toy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So Wait, could you just show them again where they touch you? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Creepy fuckers. All right. So so t- today's show, we're covering a very polarizing series based on a favorite childhood cartoon. But does it deserve hate or hype? We will get into that and more as we discuss the WB animation production of Velma. But first, Mike, quick news. See? To the point, Mike. See? Now give me my money. Oh, and here's the quick news. And now, the quick news. Brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cap. That quick news intro was brought to you by Denial. Don't even know? I'm lying. <laughs> Don't even notice I'm lying. <laughs> All righty. Let's get, let's get moving with this quick news. Guess who's turning 60? Nope. It's not the cap. That happened in 2013. I was going to say you. Wow. <laughs> Ralph the Tech? Nope. Next year. And of course, we all know that I'm only 27. (laughs) For all you mutant-loving, team-assembling connoisseurs, start wrapping presents now because the gift roster is huge for these groups. The strangest heroes of all, the Uncanny X-Men, were feared and hated by the world that they have sworn to protect way back in September of 1963 with issue number one featuring mutant teens, Cyclops, Beast, Angel, Marvel Girl, and Iceman battling Magneto, the master of magnetism. But right beside these youngsters, a more mature group of Earth's mightiest heroes assembled the Avengers in September of 63 as Thor, Ant-Man, Wasp, Hulk, and Iron Man gathered together for the first time to defeat the evil machinations of Loki. Although attempting to purchase these books in mint condition would now run you more than 500000 and 200000 respectively. The original cost of these issues is only take a guess, take a guess. Come on, guess. What do you think they were? Original cost altogether. The original cost of each comic book. Um, I would cents. say f- um, five cents each. You both are old and wrong. Uh, <laughs> each one cost twelve cents. So for all those parents that thought that was a waste of money then and threw them away, let me just convert that twelve cents in today's money would be a dollar seventeen that was blown away <laughs> for the risk of having five hundred thousand dollars in the bank right now. I just want to say that. Uh, based on prices right rules, I won. 
Ah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Close without going over. That's right. <laughs> Jerk. I can't believe, I mean, I guess I never really thought about the Avengers and the X-Men coming out simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess because, you know, or at least growing up, that the Avengers weren't, for me, weren't as popular as the X-Men. No, they weren't, yeah. You know, being, I'm, a, being I'm, a, I'm an 80s kid, 90s kid, you know, like, you, the Avengers was like maybe the th- the fourth team you looked for. Yeah, well, the Avengers didn't start off with. <laughs> <laughs> but even I before mean, that, that that riff right there. Oh, that just got you right there. You knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can tell. Like, if you go to a crowded area and you just take a speaker and you play that, and you see who turns around, you know who's cool. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I, I uh, before my continues, I just want to say it's interesting how people feel about the X Men now. Because think about it, we've had. I don't, not a generation, but think about it. After what? What was the last good X-Men movie? Days of Future Past? Was that good? That was good. It was. That it was. was. Because it was. the next one was Apocalypse, and that was horrible. Okay. Yeah. But even before that, like, like you know, the 90s X-Men was so long ago, it just feels like that we have to, like, well, educate everybody. That was 99, right? What? The X-Men cartoon? Yeah. yeah. No, no. The X-Men movie. 99 was the first one. Which... Is basically a generation at this point now. Oh, so I'm right. The the first movie is generation, not uh, Days of Future Past. Right, but but yeah. but it is the the whole point is that with the popularity of all the other properties that the MCU has like brought up, like Guardians of the Galaxy and, and Avengers, now they got to start from scratch to kind of build up the X Men's legacy again to be where it was before because yeah. it was like it was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and now it's like nobody really cares. Yeah, and we're still waiting for. X-Men 97. I don't know what the hell's taking so long with that. I think it's coming out this year, I believe. Oh, damn time. Yeah, I hope so. What else you got there, Mike? All right. And finally, rumor has it. Okay. Uh, Do you love Ultron? Yeah. Do you love the version of Ultron we got in the MCU? Well, (laughs) James Spader voice. Uh, I mean, that was fine. Uh, Well, there's a rumor that the Metallic Menace will return in the upcoming Armor Wars film. According to the moderators of Marvel Studios spoilers on Reddit, they claim a trusted source informed them of James Spader's return to the MCU. Now, you can take that rumor as you will, but if it turns out to be true, let's hope we get a truly terrifying Ultron this time around. They really could do, I mean, if they did the abomination over and they did um, the Mandarin over, they could possibly do, uh, uh, have a redo with Ultron. I'm I'm in. I would just say they, what they should do is in whatever manner they want to say it happened, because it wouldn't be unbelievable, purge it of what they had, we were supposedly referencing Tony Stark, purge it of that. It, Ultron should not be talking about God, any religion, shouldn't be siding with humans and da 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 da. It's like that would be, but at the same time, if the rumor is true, unless it's an Ultron movie and it wouldn't be, it's also like, you know, unless you're building up towards another thing with Ultron in it, it's like to have him as just a side minor villain that Rhodey and his crew is going to have to fight, it'd be like wow. even worse because now you're telling me that like just Rhodey and his. His ghetto Iron Man suit was able wow. to like, take all those trying. You're like, really? <laughs> you know. So there's that thought anyhow. Ralph, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the possibility of Ultron being reintroduced into the MCU? If he's voiced by Spader again, I'd, I'd watch it. Wow. Okay. So that just takes the voice. It just takes oh, okay. The voice. <laughs> so so somebody could be reading a really bad script, but if the voice is right, it's okay. I mean, yeah. You, I, you, I, would, you would just be like. Tell me more. Tell me more. 
this story is horrible, but yet still compelling. <laughs> all right, Mike. So that's all your quick news? That is all the quick news I have. All right. So what about this black people that don't die in horror films? Wow, that is so wrong. But more <laughs> to the horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end. See, he needs to make it more concise. It works for me. <laughs> of course. All righty. One more time for you hoes at home. Maggie Bess is the caretaker of a family that just inherited an all-glass haunted house in this 2001 remake. Name me the actor and the name of the movie. See, I'm thinking 13 Ghosts, but and I know the actress, but I don't know the character's name, so I can't. I can't. The, the, the character's the character. name is Maggie Bess. No, no, but oh shit! Then, then, then. <laughs> I have the other way around. I'm sorry. I don't have the actress's name. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Ralph. No, it is thirteen ghosts. I honestly, I'm. I see her face in my mind. Cannot remember her name. Well, the answer is it is thirteen ghosts, and it's Rod Digger. Rod Digger from oh, from <laughs> Football Squad. For those people who know rap, good job. I, I just remember the last scene that she was in in the movie where she's just like, "You guys better pay me extra for this shit." <laughs> <laughs> And that's the only thing you remember from that movie. Well, with because that like the scene I was picturing. No, no I remember the whole yeah. movie. I, I love that movie. It's yeah, actually it was, a really it was good. Really movie. Good. It's, it's funny. It's it's got good scares. You I, know what's funny? It wasn't that. It's scary. got monk in it. No, it's not really that scary. It wasn't that scary. I remember watching it, expecting more, and being like, I kind of want. And mind you, we all know that I don't like horror films, but I kind of felt like it needed a little bit more scare. That was just me. I mean, could, I mean, definitely. Almost like it. Pet Cemetery. But, yeah. I feel the same way with Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it had its, its creepiness, but I mean, yeah, I really enjoy it because I like the different ghosts and how they interact. It, I, I thought it was a good film. The only reason I saw it was because of the, the lead actor in the movie. Henry Shalhoub? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah but he's good. I said it had a little monk in it. I'm like, I love Henry Shalhoub. He was really good. Yeah, he was really good. And uh, it also starred... Uh, the other white guy. Yes. It, it's not pork, the other white meat, but it's, it's uh, Matthew Lillard. Yes. yes Matthew Lillard. Yeah, that was yeah. still when he still had, a, his, his height was still going on. When, when he just came off Scream and he, yeah. if he didn't do Scooby-Doo yet. Yeah, I don't think so. so. Who's, funny. who's the guy who plays the dead uncle? I don't remember. He's a famous actor and yeah. I do not he's, remember his he's name good at all. Too. I like him. Yeah, but he's a good guy. Well, Ralph, do you have any quick news? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. I, I could make up something, just vamp and then make it seem like I had something and then it just flew out of my mind. But, I'm trying radical honesty now, and I don't have anything. First oh. off, the fact that you said vamping is like, well, you do that for the show anyway, so what would be the difference? I do? Yeah. <laughs> and second off, Mike um, Mike mentioning, or you both of you mentioning, Matthew Lillard is a perfect segue to go into today's topic. So today, let's go into the show that took a few pesky kids and gave them an edge, or at least tried to. Let's talk about Velma. And with a synopsis, is the guy who... I'm very curious how he felt about this. Mike, also known as MFG. Go ahead, bro. All right, let's jump right in. Velma is an adult-oriented animated mystery horror comedy television series streaming on HBO Max. The 10-episode series was created by Charlie Grandy. It revolves around Velma Dinkley from the Scooby-Doo franchise by Hanna-Barbera Productions that first aired in 1969. Yep, you're all old. Wow. The series is set in an alternate universe before the Mystery Inc. gang formed. Velma has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 40% with an audience of 7%. And that has its own questions right there. And an IMDb weighted average of 28 out of 100. Okay. All right, so let's get a little synopsis going on. Welcome to the world of not Scooby-Doo. Now, if you think it's Scooby-Doo, then you did not read the title. And having said that, welcome to Velma. 
an alternate universe of familiar teen sleuths, except that one is South Asian American, another is Chinese American, yet another is black. And while the white, uh, the fourth is white, he's emotionally unhinged. So if this still reminds you of another cartoon, please show me those episodes. <laughs> Anyhow, in the HBO Max series, our respectable sleuth is trying to solve the mystery of her, mystery, uh, her missing mom when she is suddenly a suspect in the murder of several high school honeys. But while the teen hotties in Crystal Cove were losing their brains, the internet trolls were losing their shit. It's an unexpected Velma played as the hero and the fool, a socially inept, clue-solving genius, a brown-skinned feminist on a soapbox who calls out injustices as easily as she misinterprets them. Somewhere along the way, some viewers failed to notice that this was an actual mystery show, complete with red herrings, false accusations, and uncovered truths. Velma is a new-age fusion of an old recipe— but if you don't like the flavor, leave the restaurant and let someone else take your seat at the table. All right. Starring Mindy Kaling as Velma Dinkley, Glenn Howerton as Fred Jones, Sam Richardson as Norval Rogers, and Constance Wu as Daphne Blake. All right. So let's get ready to talk about it. Velma. But before we even say anything like jinkies and zoinks, let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that very British suspicious sounding um, spoiler warning is brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Holy shit, is that a clue? No, that's a stush. Hmm. Is that old geezer, Ebenezer? Stush. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's talk about Velma. And I say it's polarizing because people feel one way or another about this show. Um, There's so many ways I want to answer it. Let's let's go for it. Um, What do you like about this show? What what are some of the positives? Because I'm not going to lie to you. Mike mentioned a lot about the internet trolls and a lot about what the internet felt about the show. And after watching the show, I hate agreeing with trolls. I hate it. But I could see some things. But I want to talk about what was good about the show. What did you enjoy about the show? I don't have a lot, so I'm going to leave it to you guys. So you're asking the right guy because this show... uh, I feel like it was made directly for me. Like I was their prime audience because all the stupid <laughs> jokes, everything that like the, the slapstick that they did, the the stupid uh, quick reveals, the, the um, what's it called? Uh, they, they made fun of themselves constantly. Mm-hmm. And they made fun of the older versions of, of Scooby constantly. Like it, it, it was all oh, self-deprecating humor. Right. Mm-hmm. I like it was made directly for me. I loved every second of this show. I just and it's also so if you get past of what all the trolls were saying, like it's actually smart writing that they they, they did. <laughs> I so disagree, but I'm gonna let you guys go yeah, ahead. I I agree. I mean, like you know, again, does it does it hit every note? Not all the time. No comedy does. I thought it was funny. I, I it was a change of characters. It's just stop thinking it's Scooby-Doo because it's not. And they never claimed it was, <laughs> you know, um, and it, it's nothing like Scooby-Doo except for the names. I mean, that is literally it. Um, yeah, I had no problem with with it on a whole. I mean, there's like the, there were times when like anything, you know, you had their 10 episodes. They probably could have had eight episodes, you know, mm-hmm. they, you know, it was some filler. But right. I thought the humor was funny because uh, the thing that's polarizing, which is also what I find funny about. It, and that's what I don't like about the Internet Trolls 
um, is that this had nothing to do with the show or Velma. And I'm not saying that you can't dislike the humor. I mean, that's fine. That's just personal right. taste. This had to do with Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. This had, and, and she's not a writer of this. She did. Everyone's like, she did not write did. this. I looked it up. You know, yeah. yeah, she did not write this. So everyone that keeps blaming her for this mm-hmm. show, it's like it's not her. They just don't like Mindy Kaling. Yeah. And I mean, they keep everything you read is about her. Oh, oh, she always plays the self-deprecating um, Indian woman. Da, da, da. I'm like, really? That's such a weird thing. There's no comedian's ever done that. All the Jewish comedies ever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, like uh, yeah, what's his I face? Um, the most famous uh, Woody Seinfeld? Allen. Oh. Woody Allen. Seinfeld. I mean, so so don't hand me that this is the first time that's ever happened of a, of a, right. of a group picking on itself. Um, here's just, I just pulled out these three comms that was on a site. And again, I mean, except for one of them actually mentioned Scooby-Doo. Tell me that all of these could not be Family Guy. Velma is constantly pointing out how clever it is to be self-referential. At some point, the show isn't trying to be a comedy anymore. It's being analytical. Hmm. Leans annoyingly into the awkward social and sexual humor while simultaneously retreading an ancient, overdone, and obvious Scooby-Doo jokes. Okay. <laughs> Velma mostly replaces old silly sensibility with crass name droppy pointlessness. All of that could describe the family guy. Yeah, All absolutely. Of it. Been on for almost a quarter of a century, and yet nobody's complaining about that. Well, <laughs> you know? well I mean, Joel, I'm going to stay with what I like about it because I'm going to get into what I don't like. And a lot of it, it's funny, is exactly what you're saying about family guy and how they did the same thing, and people are complaining about Velma when they're basically two, you know, two pieces of the same pod. Yeah. I'll say what I did like about it. I did like the mystery part. You're definitely right about that. You know, the mystery. It kept me guessing. And I'm usually good at it because, I mean, you know, you're trying to figure it out. I'm like, oh. And I wondered if you figured it out. I got it. I figured who it probably had to be two maybe like episodes away. And then by the final one, I was like, okay, I can see where is the person now. You know, like, but before I was like, I guess it's going to be this person because everyone else has kind of been discounted at this. I felt like right. Batman from the Batman at that point. I'm like, well, I suspected <laughs> everybody and they're all innocent at this point how, or dead. How, how do you find a way to insult <laughs> Batman when it's not even a Batman podcast? Mike? <laughs> Jeez, he's always going to like poke at poor um, Robert Pattinson. Sorry, Lady J. I, I feel uh, like we're going to get a message from Kev. It's like, hey, I heard you guys making fun of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> My big daddy says we're tingling. <laughs> um, I, I'll say this. Also, I mean, the, the diversity, I didn't even care, honestly. No, it was fine. I mean, you don't even notice it. I, the voice acting was really good. And I'm not just talking about um, the way it came across. I mean, it was just, I thought they did their job well. Like, like you know, you'd watch the characters and it just kind of just fell into place. I, you know, And also, I thought it was really funny. Not funny, I'm sorry. I thought it was really good that all the voice actors were played by the people that they represented. Yeah. So like uh, like Daphne, who in this one is Chinese American, well, right. she's actually, I mean, she's Chinese American only. Well, she's Chinese American only in the sense that she was raised here, but both her parents in the show are actually Chinese. Yeah. Right. Um, but like, but and all those actors, uh, uh, Daphne plus the people that were her biological parents were all Chinese actors. You know, uh, obviously uh, Sam Richardson, who played, uh, you know, he played uh, Shaggy, who's black in this case. You know, it was all of that was done, even down to um, uh, was I can't I think her last name uh, Jane. Uh, um, Jane Lynch. Yeah, Jane Lynch and Wanda Sykes being the that lesbian. That was Wanda Sykes. Parents. Okay, yeah. Yo, yeah. You can't miss Wanda Sykes. Well, it sounded you know. like it was like a, like a younger Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Sorry, Wanda, if you listen. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I was she, like, well, that's, that, it sounds like Wanda Sykes, but I couldn't tell. Yeah, I mean, just sit down to like, you know, the lesbian uh, moms are played by lesbians. I mean, it was just it was just really skillful, and I thought that they did a good job delivering. Yeah. You know? And now I'm going to get into what, what I felt like my problem was, because all of that stuff was fine. I love all that stuff they tried to do, saying, you know what? Let's be inclusionary. Let's be diverse. Let's do all these things. The writing just wasn't that good. And here's my issue. 
Yes, it was self-referential. Yes, it did use a lot a lot of the tropes that um, Rick and Morty does yeah. and that Family Guy does and that South Park does. But there's American something Dad. about this writing that felt so like like it was trying too hard to do that stuff. Yeah, but it yeah, didn't do, do it. It didn't do it well. Like um, I remember the one thing that struck me was when Norville in episode one, and he's driving with um, Velma, and you're starting to get to know who Norville is, even though you figure out, oh, green shirt. It's it's reference to Shaggy, and his th- what was his statement? He says something like, um, talks about somebody with drugs, and he says, yeah, um, I would never be. That it, it has to be drugs. I would never be that. And I'm like, I can see what they were trying to do, but it just landed flat. And a lot of their lines just landed flat. It was it was too much self-referential stuff. And the thing about Family Guy that you brought up is an excellent point. But I think also you got to realize Family Guy is well past its prime. You could have made that argument maybe 10 years ago. People are done with Family Guy. Because I was of, done with Family Guy 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I know you were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's funny because this reminds me of Deadpool as well, where... A lot of the jokes are so on the nose, so like obvious to see. You can see the joke coming a mile away, where it's not even clever anymore. It's not edgy. It's it's it just sits there. So like the the part about them being Scooby, that I, I didn't really care about that. I mean, though, there's a part of me that's like, if you want to make a mystery show and you're gonna change everybody so dramatically, you could have done something else. But you know what? It's fine. The humor just landed so flat. It okay. just landed so flat. Like I I I. I think I laughed twice. Oh, oh no, I laughed more than. But again, that's what I'm saying. The humor is just something that, and it's is also personal. subjective. No, that's what I'm saying. It's personal, and that's it's not an excuse. Like I said, my problem is not if people just left it at oh, I just didn't find it funny. And right. I mean, they can yeah. have other reasons, mm-hmm. but like absolutely, I said, I everything you. like those examples I gave, and some of them are far worse as you could imagine. It's like yeah. this is just it has nothing to do with the show for a lot of these people. It, I mean, like I said, seven percent. That's an insane audience reading. Like like. Okay, how many people here and, and listening watched Napoleon Dynamite animated series? It lasted six episodes. Whew. It has, yeah, and we're horrible. Whew. It has, I think, a rating of like 52% with the audience and 38 with the critics. Think about that. Yeah, no. yeah it, it was a shit show, but yet somehow leaps and bounds <laughs> better than this one. And you're like, that sounds a little bit more personal. If you, if you wanted to rate it and say audience participation was like maybe a 40 I'd be like, I can see that. But a seven? Come on. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. I feel, like it, I feel like it is a seven. It's also one of the things that you might relate to in regards to why I don't like it so much. A lot of the, a lot of the jokes, a lot of the writing for all the characters felt like it was written by the same person, like a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. And mind you, I love Kevin Smith. I think Kevin Smith's fun. But one of the things about his writing that can get you like, oh my gosh, again, it's like they all sound the same. And that's what's the case here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like like listen to one person talking to himself. And that and that start to really like grind away. It, it, like I'll say episodes one through four was a hard grind. Was a hard grind. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the story itself. I mean, you have Velma and you have um Daphne. Daphne, a drug dealer. <laughs> I mean, what was what was your favorite upgrade or tweak to any of the characters? Because there's a lot of tweaks between Fred and background on Fred's family to you know um, normal you mean with his, his tiny wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your favorite upgrade to a classic character in this show? I mean, it, it probably would have to be the the way that they wrote Daphne to be like. Sure, she's Miss Popular, but she's like, you don't want to fuck with her. Like, she'll fucking kill you <laughs> if you fuck with her. Definitely you know? the polar opposite of what she was in any of the versions. Yeah, she's, she's no longer the, you know, damsel that needs to be saved. She's or like Jean Grey. 
Yeah, no, the, the clueless, <laughs> clueless girl is like, oh, and then that accidentally pushes the monster into the, the danger prone Daphne. The yeah, which she claimed in a different way. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. Like she's she's more strong and confident. Like she will fuck you up. <laughs> I liked, uh, I, I mean, again, I actually liked the way they wrote Velma in many ways. I mean, some ways I didn't. I mean, because the thing is, take away, well, first of all, well, take away as as over the top as she was with a lot of things she called out. Because like I said, and what I liked about it, and, and it's also funny, a lot of the comments are like, oh, she criticized that, that. And I'm like, and you also seem to miss when she criticized incorrectly. And that was also very often she jumped to conclusions. Like, that, you know, that, I, you know I'll, give, I'll give you that. You know, I'll give you that. They were that, trying, they yeah. pointed out, no, she's wrong. You know, she, right. she may come off as like, I know everything, but no, you're flat out wrong. And, you know, I, I guess whoever was reviewing these things was just like, I just didn't notice that. I mean, so I like that in that, but um, I, I like Shaggy only because he was very, not just very different, but also he had, what's Shaggy? He eats and he's Scooby's best friend. And he's a scared, scared. Yeah. I mean, that's literally it. That is his entire personality. Here we saw like how he wanted to get approval that uh, that he was shy, but he had a nerdy side. But then he had to learn backbone, even though, you know, that's not character. I mean, you saw a lot of a lot of things that just isn't him, you know. Right. So I like that. That was a very different Shaggy. The funniest episode was the one where his father is teaching him about therapy. Oh, and, with, with and, the cardigan? Yeah, the cardigan. <laughs> He's like, you just got to wear a cardigan. It's the power of the cardigan. <laughs> and he puts it on and everybody just starts spilling their guts. And then, and then he's, uh, I forget who it was. It's like being resistant and he just like pulls on the cardigan a little bit more. Like, all right, all right, I'll tell you. Well, even even the mothers use the cardigan to be able to get, um, I was, to get Fred to talk, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. 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 I mean, that, that, that definitely, and let me ask you this. Do you think the the supplemental cast was strong too? Because think about it, we're talking about characters that we never had any backstory, so we never had. Any, I mean, I don't remember anything ever talked about Daphne's family in the yeah, no, old, well, I mean, know, in the, not in the original Scooby Doo, but remember, like some of the offshoot ones when it was just her and like. Yeah, I never, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, all I mean, of, yeah. yeah, I mean, you would like you visited like Daphne was from really, really super like wealthy, Rich. you know, like stupid. Even the um, pup named Scooby Doo, she yeah. would remember like she would she would call her butler whatever his name was. She would call the butler and he would show off off scene. Oh, yeah, like, oh, I forgot. No, he was he would show up in in the scene. No, like, I'm saying he he'd come from off scene. Oh, like, yeah. like no matter where they were, she'd call out his name and he'd be like right there. You know, like so yeah, she was from super wealthy parents in that. Um, for some odd reason, I always got the feeling that she was from a like many of them felt like they were from single parent homes. Like you only ever heard about one parent at a time. It felt like you know. No, in a pup the, named Scooby Doo, you see have, both her parents. Oh, okay, but oh, like wow. Shaggy though, you only ever see. The male sides of his families, right? Like his, like his dad and his, like he'll talk about his uncle. His uncle was in like, well, his uncle was um in one of the older Scooby Doo's, like like not in it, but like talked about him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, one was like a mechanic or something. And Fred, I don't think Where we, no, I think we saw Fred in in the pup named Scooby Doo. Did we see Fred's parents or yes. hear about them? Yeah, yeah, both of them. Yeah, but but do we feel like like they were they an attribute to this series? Did they help? Did they kind of help flush things out? Was it not really you know like I mean they help or? explain more of this story. I mean not. Scooby Doo, well, but I mean, yeah, because yeah. you know, because I mean, obviously, you know, Daphne's not from wealthy parents this time, and she's in a, her her parents are a lesbian couple, or you know, Fred's now the one from super wealthy parents, like they're like the the nth of wealthy, you yeah. know, like like you know, snobby all the way, racist all the way, you know, stuff like that. Um, I, I, he kept calling her Mexican. <laughs> they kept forgetting talking to her, like right after. I just found that funny as hell. As much as it, you saw it coming every time, I just thought it was really funny, you know. Um, <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> How do we feel about the love 
I can't even say it. Quadrangle. Uh, thank you. I was like, <laughs> quadrangle. I was like, is it? I was like, no, all four were involved. Yeah. You know, how do we feel about the involvement of all the characters in this love fest? I won't even put a shit. I don't have this one written down before. I'm sorry to cut you off there, Ralph. I know you're about to speak. But that was also one of the comments. It's like, oh, Mindy Kelly always writes it that, like, you know, all the characters love her. I'm like thinking, she's the star of whatever show she's in. She can be unpopular and have people love it. That's pretty much every story you've ever seen on TV. Sorry to cut off, but that was also another thing they brought up here. Like, why is everyone in love with her? I'm like, because it's a made-up story. <laughs> you know? Sorry. Go ahead there, bro. Um, well, I was just going to say, I, I just thought that it was hilarious to yeah. see that they, <laughs> um, when Freddie gets woke, he, oh sees, my God. <laughs> he sees that the, the whole like formula flashing before his eyes. And he's like, wait a sec. Velma's hot. Oh, my God. I'm in love with Velma. Yeah, that, I, for some reason, I did. I found that funny. It was stupid as it was. I just found it funny, and you just go with it. I mean, like, it's they, at no point did they, you know, like try and make her a hottie, you know, stuff like that. It's just like, and I think that's also some of the problems. It's like Velma was never a hottie. I'm not right. saying Velma wasn't attractive in that kind of way. It's like, it's. I'm like, I'm sorry. Just like you know, the sexy nurse, the sexy witch. I'm like, no, cosplayers made her hot, especially after the Scooby Doo movie where the actress herself, you know, played ugly because she had glasses on um you know she's a beautiful woman <laughs> you right. know, who has a nice body so that when she put you know showed off her body it's like that's what made velma suddenly the sexy nerd it's like she never was i think i made fun of someone else maybe was it with you guys i was just like i'm not saying that you know she was whatever but like I, it Vel was velma us. had thick thighs yeah. <laughs> like you could see under her skirt so she wasn't a skinny girl i mean like you know this whole you know making her 36 24 36 it's just that was never the character so if you're also disappointed in that well that's shame on you because that was never the character you know yeah um and that but i mean i had no problem because it's just it's silly you go with the fun you know you know which is really weird it's like everyone's like well, why are they all in love with her why is Daphne also a lesbian? I, <laughs> you know, like, how did that occur? You know, because that works for you. <laughs> I, I guess the only thing I would talk about the uh, the, the the love quad, quadrangle stuff. <laughs> stuff. I, I guess for me, when it comes to anything with love, I'm like, okay, so all the main characters are into each other. It just feels well, they're all know, into her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it, it's, it's Fred, Fred's into Velma, but Velma's into into Daphne, and then then Nor Norville and Norville sorta Nor Norville sorta. You know, so it's I'm like, all right, can can we? It, oh, it reminds me of True Blood when it's like at, at the end, everybody <laughs> has a fucking power. It's like Jessica. stop, stop, guys, let's stop with it. Let, let, let's have something that's not part of it, especially because this is the core group. But no, I and know, I hear that. I definitely, it, I can definitely see that. I, like, I just found it funny, up. but yes, I mean, it is one of those. You're like, come on. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the mystery. Let's talk about the mystery that, that that was given. So, you know, they there's a couple of mysteries that they had there. You know, you had Daphne looking for her parents, mm -hmm. and then you had um, Velma talking about her mom who disappeared two years prior, and no one gave a damn, <laughs> including her dad. Why weren't they doing this for my mom? <laughs> because she's not rich and white, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that was another thing that I guess felt like a little bit too much on the nose. The, the the social commentary that this uh, show was making it was like it wasn't subtle but there was there was also more subtle. at all there no. was some subtle social commentary that you got to like look at it closely to actually see but the ones that wasn't subtle like the the episode for the the fog dance or whatever mm -hmm. the carnival thingy mm -hmm. um f funny shit where there was they were making fun of that fog trope so hard right. i loved it yeah um but the fact that she had to dress up as a man in order to be 
you know, heard. seen and yeah. heard. I, I was like, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's, that was that's, okay. That's, that was all right. That's a good commentary right. on modern society yeah. right now for a lot of women. Right. Well, it's not modern. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they're now it's talking my, about it. it. They're just saying it now. Okay. <laughs> or able to. I didn't now. mind the overt stuff because, like I said, because like some of the the overt stuff, she also got called out on. Yeah. Like you know, sometimes she was on the like even if they were someone was going against her, they'd be like, oh wait, you're kind of right. Other times, like I said, they were like, oh no. What about this way? No, but there's and you know you had to that, shut it up on it. There know? was some that that laid that laid there like a turd yeah. in a punch bowl. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, well you know, of course we're gonna get advice from the from the white guy in the jacket that doesn't stand anymore. And I'm like, how many of these jokes we're gonna do? You know, it, it just felt like if you if you give me a one and you back out, mm-hmm. you know, like 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 a boxer, you jab, you move away, fine. But if you, every every five minutes is a white joke. And I'm all about making fun of ethnicity. You know, I love that. But it was the same type all the time. I'm like. Oh, come on, give it a break. That's what it felt like for me. Right. And I'm a man of color. So that's just the way it felt for me. It I can felt- definitely see it. I definitely know that, you know, like a lot of the white commenters had a problem with it, but it's just like, you didn't. Oh, no, no. That, that. I, oh, no. Right. Be the butt of the joke, right. please. And also, I mean, you know, and so like some people were like, well, who's the audience? I'm like, well, I mean, there's lots of audiences, but as far as the dojo goes, it's like, look at the cast. It's a cast of people of color. Yeah. And a lot of people of color are watching this. And it's not saying that, you know, I don't believe whites are the evil of the world by any means, you know. Right. But, you know, some jabs, it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and that hasn't been different than any other show, especially any other show that has like a more black staff or at least co-starring a black staff. It's, it's nothing's changing that, you know. All, all I got to say is, you know, if you watch a show like, I'll, I'll give you an example because it's funny that Mike mentions Napoleon Dynamite. Has any, did anybody realize that there was a Friday um, animated, cartoon, series? animated series? I did not know. Yes. The Ice Cube Friday? Yes, the Ice Cube Friday. It what? was... <sighs> Horrible. I'm curious to see how, uh, how that. While you're doing that, I'm actually going to uh, <laughs> supplement my lookup and look up uh, Rotten Tomatoes and well, see. Well, while Mike's looking that up, let me let, let me let me ask you, Ralph. Um, wh- wh- did you really feel like the mystery um, that it? You know, Mike said that it kept you guessing. You guys talked about the fact that you didn't really know until the end. Um, did you know? Was there enough um, intrigue between all the characters and all the different like? open-ended questions to keep you interested or was it a little confusing? Um, there was a lot. There was a lot. Yeah. So the simple fact with like the, just with the mystery alone where it, it was too many, a, a lot of red herrings, a lot of accusations and a lot of misdirections mm-hmm. to make you think like, oh, it's possibly this person. When they, when in the episode where they accused Norville's dad, I'm like, nah, nah. It's like, like Come on, that guy? But it did kind of also make sense. I was like, well, that does work. Oh, that, that's episode eight <laughs> you know? or nine? I think no, it was eight, nine. Yeah. Oh, nine. It was nine, yeah. I'm like, come on. Now, now you're taking it a bit too far. <laughs> at this point, you're, you're, you've practically pointed the finger almost at everybody. <laughs> um, but I, I did like those. It was just a simple fact that it kept you guessing, you know? All, yeah. all that. That I loved it. I, I, I did not find any interest at all in Velma, I mean, sorry, in Daphne's uh, search for her parents. Really, it wasn't interesting. Like, like you know, I mean, let's put it this way: like that should have been wrapped up in like ten minutes of an episode. They <laughs> would have been like, oh, it just turns out they were these thieves. They left you, but it just wasn't interesting. That one right. felt more like a setup for a possible second season. Exactly, yeah. possible. Well, the, I, it's been green lit for a second season. I was gonna say, yeah, it was green lit. Thanks to all the haters, right on. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, bad movies can be green lit too. So, so, it's so okay. So wait, so wait. So what you're saying is that if we get enough people. To start hating on our show, we could actually make some money. 
I don't think we have to get anybody to try and hate on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, some people were saying that, um, you know, that so, well, something that the haters definitely talked about was the Scooby reference. Oh, that, well, that, oh. that was just... But, yeah, but the thing is, you knew that they weren't trying to be slick. Right. They, they, that wasn't... That was overt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was not unintentional. That was not a mistake. That was just like, here's your goddamn Scooby. <laughs> and we spelled it with an I. <laughs> Project Scooby. <laughs> is, is there something that you wish they would have done, you know... I guess to maybe, you know, make it feel a little bit more complete? Or do you feel like as it is, it's not perfect, but it's, it's good as it is? Or is it something like, well, they could have, because you mentioned the fact that they could have left um, the Daphne stuff, um, maybe make it shorter. Is there anything else maybe you would have added or kind of flushed out or, you know, about the show that would have made it more, you know, complete? Or do you feel like it's complete as it is? Or you can't wait for a second season because you want them to explore blank? Well, I mean, leaving it with the cliffhanger of the sheriff being attacked, of course I want to see more. Right. Um, just the simple fact that they tease where he goes, because if he's saying, oh, the only thing she got right is there is no such thing as ghosts, and then he gets killed, now you're wondering, well, was he killed by a ghost? Are they going to introduce ghosts into this world? I think there's only been one Scooby-Doo movie or something, like one of their animated ones where, I think it's the one where, I don't know what it's called, but it's one where Shaggy gets turned into a werewolf. I've seen that. It's the racing one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because otherwise, remember, there's, technically, there's not supposed to be ghosts. That was ever. a movie. You know, but that movie, obviously, you know, there were ghosts, there were actual werewolves, there were everything, you know. There were vampires, yeah. and Frankensteins, but, and monsters. Yeah, so technically, there's never, ever supposed to be, I mean, you know, it just seems to be, because it's, it's a mystery. It's supposed to be set in the quote-unquote real world with a talking dog. Uh, which, funny enough, though, like, when, even with them doing that with Scooby, and if they really ever want to introduce Scooby into this, if it, if it lasts that long, they could. The whole project itself explains how Scooby-Doo can talk. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Because it, 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 I thought, I'm like, oh, in fact, when they, when, they, when they started showing what was happening with the brains, I'm like, oh, this is how they're going to explain Scooby. I assumed that was going to come in, right. not call it Scooby, you know. Or even you called it Scooby, and now you do it to a dog, and you call it Scooby. I mean, <laughs> what else would you call it, you know? Um, I mean, they could always bring in because, the, like I said, the the villainous action explains how you have a talking dog. Yeah, you know. And how are we with the end all villain of Dwight? I mean, we said spoilers, so you know. Spoilers, spoilers. If you don't listen, down, if you don't want to listen, go three, two, one. Fred's mom. <laughs> oh, I mean, like I said, I finally got this like like an episode and a half. I was like, okay, it has to be. I mean, obviously, I'm not able to get all the backstory that she's going to give out there, but I'm like. Okay, it just has to be her. It makes sense in that sense, especially. But also, they also, if you notice, she started becoming more seen, more seen, more seen as you were getting towards the end. So I'm like, that's another clue. You're like, okay, well, they're now starting to show this woman that has barely been in many episodes. So there's got to be a reason we're getting more and more of her. You right. know, um, I had no problem with it. I mean, it was it was a silly reason, but you know, it fit the personality of the character. It wasn't like she was like suddenly because I want to go to Mars. It was like no, she wanted her son to not be her son <laughs> to, to run the ascot business which i actually kind of enjoyed that because <laughs> it's funny like i think about now like in 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 the year 2023 and you think about ascots and you think about 69 i'm like was ascots big in 69 i don't think they're ever big <laughs> <laughs> never then again i'm not a, I'm, I'm not a rich blonde white guy in 69 so i couldn't tell you <laughs> all right is there anything else you want to mention Something that you know that, that 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 caught your eye. Something you feel like I'm leaving out before we go to our usual um, renaming and ratings. 
Um, so I thought the 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 hallucinations were a bit much. I'm sorry, that's what I wanted to say. That was the thing I did not that stretched way way and was just got stupid. I mean, like it had no purpose except to fill in time at that point, you know. But thank you. At, but then at the end where they sort of explained that the hallucinations were implanted it, via hypnosis. That made it work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? At that point I'm like, all right, sure, I get it. But the way I'm like, holy shit, like you're having crazy hallucinations that can kill you? Yeah. That just does not yeah, seem right. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I completely forgot to bring that up. When you were talking about something, I was like, oh, don't, I want to remember the, uh, the hallucinations I kept forgetting. Yeah, the, the explanation helped a lot and it actually made sense. Yes. It actually worked well. But leading, I mean, they were just too much. They were too severe. They were too, they were too much of a, of a plot point. Or, or, you know, like, you know, or a gimme to just move things along. And it just did not like that at all, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, otherwise, I, like I said, I thought it was funny. I, you know, I can see it being too much. And fine, if it's not your cup of tea, I just don't think it was a 7%. That's <laughs> just as my, I don't think it's 7%, you know. Ah, well, let, 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 let's get ready to gear up. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's do it. Renaming the show. Ralph, do you want to go first? I'll let you do this one. Really? You want me to do this one? Yeah, you go ahead. All, all right. Generous. All right, so I'm going to rename it Velma. Jinkies, this shit is corny. Ralph. <laughs> Velma, the love triangle that's very square. Ooh, how clever. <laughs> that one's actually really well thought out, <laughs> Mike. I would just rename it My Glasses. I can't read these hate-filled comments without my glasses. <laughs> I, I hope this doesn't keep too. happening. <laughs> that was another dumb one. I'm like, geez, oh my god. Well, she's got to lose her glasses. That's all Velma does. Yeah. But the fact to say it out loud, you could have done it a different way than say, I hope this doesn't keep happening. I'm like, oh my god. All right. So let's go for it. Ratings for Velma season one. Ralph? I give Velma season one eight... Uh, I guess you could call them airheads uh, who were, got their brains removed. <laughs> the brains. <laughs> Out of 10. What, what do they call them? The brains? Or, she yeah, kept referring to the brains, right? Yeah. Yeah, they called the brains. When Fred was cheating on that brain with another brain. That was just, <laughs> so bizarre. Gosh. <laughs> Fred, what are you doing? It's not what you think. Well, don't be fooled by my laughter. I'm, I'm laughing because these guys had a good time. As for me, I did not have a good time watching this. I'm going to give it three dropping my glasses as if I was trying to find my humor out of 10. <laughs> Mike? I give it a seven. Maybe critics will hate watch it into a third season out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if this is what you want to keep doing, sure. Work, go for it. <laughs> you know? Hey, I'll, hey I, 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 I'll say this. Um, when it comes to the haters... There is hate, and then there's just some uncontrollable stuff. And what you're, wait, the stuff you're referring to, definitely out of control. But let me say this, Velma, see it for yourself. That's what I tell everybody. Guys, don't go anywhere. Rocker review. That's next. Hi everyone. This is the Cap here with another Rocket review. Today I'm going to be reviewing the movie Avatar: The Way of Water. This movie is the much-awaited sequel to James Cameron's blockbuster hit, Avatar. I think I know some of the questions you're going to ask me. One, do you need to see the first one in order to enjoy this one? I'll say this, watching the first one will be very helpful and definitely get you to be familiar with the movie world, but if you watch the sequel without seeing the original, you can get by. 
Second question you're probably going to ask me, is it better to see it in 3D or IMAX? My answer, um, an emphatic heck yes. This movie was made to be an immersive cinema experience and visually it does not disappoint. Oh, you wanted to know the plot. Okay, <laughs> here's a quick gloss over. So years after the first Avatar, our favorite human turned Navi, Jake Sully, has now started a family with his love, Natiri. But after his home was attacked, Jake and his family are now on the run. Is the story slow? Well, I mean, it's a, almost a three-hour movie, so yeah, at times. But visually, it, you kind of forget where you are or how long it's running. As an altogether movie experience, it's definitely great. Even though there are some moments that were created to get the viewer to feel a certain way, and in my opinion, I feel like it doesn't really earn it. So I'm going to give Avatar The Way of Water 7.5. The Navi can be in water too, out of 10. That's not a quote. That's what I thought. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. And now, he's on the go. Geeks on the go. Now with more haters. Definitely. I'm, 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 I won't say I'm number one, but I'm up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, what was the last time I hated a movie so much? Kick-Ass. Oh, no, wait. That no, that's me. you. <laughs> you like, guys have been hated like, more than me. Oh, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> that and The Walking Dead for you. Oh, yeah. Deadpool for you, Mike. The first one, not as much as the second one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tomcats for both you assholes. Oh, I haven't even seen Tomcats. I won't ever watch it. See you, Lady J. See what I'm talking about? Anyway. <laughs> hey, guys. You guys know the segment. I give quick questions. Shorter. They give quick answers on all, <laughs> on all things geek. And we make it under a minute pretty regularly nowadays. Um, now it's become a really good exercise. So now I have a feeling these boys are going to start using longer answers. Are we ready? I don't want to talk to you any longer than I have to. Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> Last time I cooked for you. Ready, set, go. Name your favorite old school Scooby-Doo celebrity cameo. He's old enough to know this. Mike. Genie and Babu. Yapple Dapple. Oh my gosh. That, they, they were great. Ralph. Has to be the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, that was awesome. Too. Oh man, mine was Batman and Robin or Phyllis Diller. Um, Adam's family was great too. Absolutely. What is something that could make the new Shazam movie better than the Batman? Ralph. Everything and anything. That is such a fucking yeah. Mike. Never being shown to a living being. <laughs> well, you know they, they, they've got money to make. They'll, they'll show Shazam, but they won't show Batgirl. Is this only a minute? Yeah, hush, I got this. <laughs> From 1 to 10, what is your interest level to see the new CW TV show, Gotham Knights? Ralph. Uh, possibilities. Okay. Mike. My interest level is 2, but only because I wanted to buckle my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> Another successful um, win. There we go. We're just lulling you into a false sense of security, security. until go. you least expect it. And next thing you know... I'm going to go on for an hour. <laughs> He's going to turn and be like, so-and-so question, Mike, filibuster. <laughs> I'm going to pull out the thickest book I can and just the next 20 podcasts are just going to be reading. Filibuster, that's pretty funny. <laughs> going to bring out uh, A Tale of Two Cities. Yeah, I'm going to just... bring out all the cities. He's going to bring out the phone book. Kids, a phone book is what used to be. No, I'm kidding. It only has like three people in it, though. It won't be a long read. Yeah, I know. Just grab the one from Chinatown and start with Chan. Wow. <laughs> all right. All right. Shout outs. Do we, uh, do we want to give any shout outs, gentlemen, Ralph? I would like to shout out you fine gentlemen. No, I'm not talking about you. 
But I'm talking about these guys right here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Every time. You know, there was a guy on the ledge listening to our podcast that got really excited. He was like, I've got a reason to live. And then he's like, oh, not me. No, no, not that guy. But you two guys, you know, it's always fun doing this with you. And you, know, you guys don't listening, don't know this, but right now it's like almost 10 o'clock. And almost 11 o'clock. Oh, sorry about it. Almost 11 o'clock. I can't read my watch. That's, I'm, that's how I'm tired I am. I was very clear that he was turning 60 next year, wasn't <laughs> I? <laughs> are these my reading glasses? And are you about to say how late it is that it's a little after 1030? That's my <laughs> line. I'm the dad of the group. And I told you, he turned 60 10 years ago. Right. right. <laughs> I'm full of life and pep. I'm 27. Mike's balls are as dusty as mine. What are you kidding? <laughs> you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going home. Ski guys again. Mike, any shout outs for you? Well, I already shouted at my biggest rap fan, Lady J. But... Wicka, wicka, wick, wick. <laughs> oh, oh, those of you wondering, Mike is going to be dropping an album soon? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they're really heavy and I'm very clumsy. <laughs> but uh, no, nothing in particular. Just the, the regular fans that are out there. Those of you that uh, would like my autograph or want me to do any more singles, just let me know. I, I'm, I'm there. I'll, I also do bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs as well. You know, so I'm available. <laughs> P.S. That joke was very naked gun-like. He's going to drop an album where they're very heavy and I'm very clumsy. I'm like, well done. That was good. I got to give you props on that one. Actually, he, he took that one from uh, the script of Police Squad. Oh, oh I, I like the um, from Naked Gun when, uh, oh, what was his name? What was the, um, what did O.J. Simpson play? What's his character's name? Norbert. Norbert is in the hospitals after the initial opening scene. Yeah. He's in the hospital and the wife's there and they're like, Doc, you know, you know, how's he doing? He's like, well, it's a 55th chance that he'll live, but only a 10% chance of that. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what kind of math is this? Ah, uh, that's such a great show. <laughs> Such a great show. Anybody who, who likes comedy, who likes smart comedy, check that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Visiting the wife. I'm sorry we would have been here earlier, but your husband wasn't dead then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give a couple of shout outs. The usual, the usual suspects. Emma's from Marvel. Lady J. Love you, Lady J. Um, let's see. Little Riley, who asked to be on the show recently. Um, Is she d- old enough to know these words? <laughs> Well, well, she's usually asleep by the first five minutes. So yeah. Usually, I, I don't curse until minute ten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Apparently, the cap has trained her for the sound of our voices to put her to sleep. Yep, we've trained a lot of people. <laughs> Speaking of falling asleep or not listening, shout out to Erin. <laughs> if you hear this, if you hear this, yeah, she'll hear it. Shout out to Ruben. Shout out to Johannes, um, South Carolina, Tinkerbell, um, everybody who listens to us, everybody who gives us a shout out, everybody who turns us on every so often just to kind of see if we're still alive yeah we're still alive um and, and looking beautiful and hope to hear from you guys all soon yeah you should see when i take off my glasses super sexy mm-hmm. wait i thought we have to take off our glasses for you for us to think that you're super sexy no no, no those are the beer goggles you have to have on wow <laughs> and on that note i think i'm gonna grab me a shot and end the show so for mike also known as mfg and rt square ralph the cat ralph the tech ralph the cat ralph the cat <laughs> this is the cap saying keep it geeky and maybe i shouldn't grab that shot <laughs> <laughs> sounds like he grabbed it already <laughs>